0: This is Bragging Rights, a show all about college football, where the conversations are lively, the topics are trivial, and the hosts are semi-knowledgeable. And now, here are your hosts, Madison and Pierce.
1: Welcome in to another edition of Bragging Rights. We are back. We are, I don't know how many days are left till the season starts, Pierce, but uh, you can smell it in the air. It's hot here down south, which can mean only one thing. Football season is on the way, and I, for one, am super excited. Before we get into it, I need to introduce my co-host. I'm Madison, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Pierce. Pierce, how are you?
0: Uh, You mentioned it. I am uh, quite sweaty. Uh, So... It's, it's, uh, it's a struggle for me as someone who's always my whole life been a huge sweater it is uh, I can't tell you how ready I am for the fall uh, love me some sweater season love when the leaves change colors uh, other than that though I'm doing well I'm, I'm still I'm trying to wrap my head around it I know we'll get into it here soon but just with all the craziness that's been going on over the last month it's been a it's been a crazy month and a half really about about a month now and um you know, this might be the longest we've ever gone without podcasting it in the off season. So, um, head spinning right now, ready to get into it and unload all this, uh, all this good stuff that I got.
1: Yeah, well, you you said it was sweater season. I just want to clarify for the uh, people out there. He means fall. He means like a sweater you put on, not a sw- a sweating season.
0: Yeah, because no, I'm talking homie, about the fall sweater season. Homie
1: wears a damn vest all year long.
0: Give me, yeah, give me the vest or vest season. I should have said vest season. Give me that. that and that's it's, all year long for you. No, it's not. I don't wear them anymore. Wear I can't do them in the summer. He wears
1: a vest till about June, and he puts it back on in August.
0: Yeah, that's actually nah. August gets really hot and muggy, so you're right. Probably around September, the beginning of September, I'll I'll look to, to the vest again. But uh, teach his own. We, we won't discuss too much of that.
1: All right. Well, the redneck sweater is about to make an appearance again uh, this season. I, I'm looking forward to it. It feels like the longest off season ever because last season was. Well, it was great to have football, I'm never going to complain about having college football. It, it there was just, it was weird, obviously, with everything in COVID and not full stadiums, and some people didn't have any fans, and, you know, I only got to go to one game, and, you know, uh, you got playoff bubbles and, and situations like that. And it just felt, it's kind of like how the Olympics feel right now, Piers. I'm very excited to be watching the Olympics. You know I love uh, whenever these, these games come around every four years, every two years, uh, summer and winter, but... There's just a little bit of luster that's not there when you don't have the fans, you don't have the crowds. Simone Biles said it today. She said, not having the fans, not having a crowd at the events is really wearing on me. Um, pulled herself out of the team finals today. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that we as fans feel, but also the players feel as well. So I feel like this year is just going to be electric. It's going to be pent-up energy from all sides, and I think it's gonna be, um, it's going to be a season to remember, in my opinion.
0: It ought to be a good one. It looks like a lot of the teams now, I, I, we could see a reversal on this, but it seems pretty unanimous within the, the the Power 5 conferences that most will have at least 75% crowds. So, yeah, you're right. It You know, I thought I thought last year actually went better than I anticipated it being, or I thought it would go. Uh, that being said, you're right. College football misses the fans, and it's just not the same. I'm sure the fans that were able to attend at, at certain universities – enjoyed it not having to wait in the concession stands and things like that but it'll be great to get uh to get 85 90,000 fans into these uh stadiums and and i mean that's where that's that's really what makes college football college football so it's those rowdy fans those students of those universities so excited to get back uh get back to full capacity and uh and see if that plays a little bit more of a factor and maybe some of these top teams struggling, especially on the road.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, I know I'm already planning out where I'm going this fall because you know I love to travel to the games. You don't. You'll stay here in your vest and watch on the on the couch. But yeah,
0: That's not true. I actually was talking to a, a colleague today about the Clemson-Georgia game, and he asked me if I was going, and I said, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to this year. Um, the funny thing is if it was in Clemson, I'd be there. Hundred percent. I would not miss that game at Clemson. That would be so much fun. Something about the the neutral. neutral, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're fun, um, and I certainly like them for certain bowl games and whatnot. But um, you know, I want to go. I've 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 been to Clemson once, but I've never got to see a a full football game there. So that would have been very very fun. But it'll still be a great game. Excited to get uh, to get to that first week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the the large elephant in the room, Pierce something that we felt like we needed a podcast about before we get into our conference previews. Those are on their way. We're talking about some fun things to do, how to gamify that a little bit, and maybe even get you guys involved there uh, listening at home. But the big news, and this affects us here in SEC country uh, very prominently, is that it is official. Texas and Oklahoma have uh, officially asked the SEC to join, and that would take place uh, in 2025. If accepted, which come on, not going to be not going to not be accepted. Those are two of the larger um, brands in college football. So Greg Sankey, the rich get richer. SEC is going to be adding another two very wealthy um, and and big buck schools uh, in Texas and Oklahoma. There's a lot to unpack here, and I know we've done it off podcast for a while now, ever since the news broke. I remember sitting at work, and the news was breaking, and I was like, well, this is just, come on, who came up with this? Who leaked this audio? Uh, did think it was pretty diabolical that they did it at SEC Media Days right before Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M took the podium. Um, do you think that was by design? Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty, I, I, I was not happy about this. I was not happy. Um because of several different reasons uh, that we'll unpack here, but I think ultimately I I think I'm good with it because here's the thing is, biasedly, if I'm a fan of the conference that's becoming more of a Death Star, I'm okay with it. Now, if I'm the if I'm the Big 12, and I know you're going to talk to this a little bit being a, a TCU fan, if I'm the Big 12, I'm the Pac-12 and the Big 10 and the ACC, I'm going, oh, wait, what's happening here? Uh, who's next is my next question too. But for the SEC fans, wow, I'm not super excited to have two more contenders who are going to be very lethal weapons uh, for the SEC. It, it's 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 fun. It's exciting, and it makes us more relevant and more of that. Uh, you know, can't miss football. So I, I think ultimately it's all it's all good. I'm, I've that's where I've settled is that I'm very excited about this, um, but I'm also trepidatiously. Uh, looking forward to how this is going to change.
0: College Can you dumb football. that down? I don't know what trepidatiously means. Trepidation.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm done being nervous, Talk, talk like you
0: college football from, f- fan from the South.
1: I'm a little anxious but you, what's going to happen. You're
0: going to tailgate saying that garbage. You, no one will know what you're talking about. They'll go, go go back up north of the Mason-Dixon line.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> I kid, I kid. But yeah, no, I, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, as a fan... As truly just a fan taking the biases out of of the sport, love it. I mean, I, I I just got goosebumps again. I get goosebumps every time I allow my brain to go to Saturdays in the south in the South in college football season and getting. I mean, you're gonna have those two thirty games are gonna be elite. Those those six o'clock games are gonna be elite. Heck, you might get a couple a, a, a legit game a, a legit legit game, not just like a you know maybe a um, a nine and to Georgia playing, uh, you know, 7-4 and four Auburn or something like that. You're, you're now looking at potentially a, a top, top elite game, not even getting on CBS for whatever reason. Cause, right. Because, you know, you look at it and you look down the line, you obviously have, no matter what game is on the Saturday that the Iron Bowl is, it's going to be in slated in that same spot, CBS, doesn't matter how good the teams are. Well, same not with, for much longer. Same with the Jackson, what do you mean? CBS. No, I, yeah, but SEC's I mean, like, I, true, but I, I just mean... I know, the I know what you meant. Yeah, Everybody the,
1: knows what you meant, but...
0: Those those yeah. elite rivalries are going to, uh, you know, take precedent over the elite game. So you, you might have those on, you know, the a, a late night game for the SEC, or maybe you're, you have a noon game, which would be weird. Long story short, it's just the the Saturdays are going to be more packed now. You're, you're not going to have as many duds, which is super exciting. You know, it's funny, and my head's spinning right now. I, I want to go in so many different ways. I look at this, and... While I like it from a fan's perspective, when I do start digging into some of the details, I actually like this move most if I would like this move most if I was an A C C fan. Okay. And I mean I think the Big Ten might might pan out as well. Um, I, I
1: you mean from the implications of potentially because who of the they might that they're going to scoop up people from the Big who Twelve who they might okay. add?
0: Yes, yes, and I, I agree with a lot of the the media out there. I don't think this is a way that the smaller you know non Power Five schools are going to jump up. I don't see that happening. Um, why would that happen with the Big Twelve having you know more legit programs there and more money making programs there? Uh, but yeah, I mean you look at it, and obviously the thing that makes the most sense is Notre Dame and West Virginia going to the ACC full time. Your your conference got better. You renewed some rivalries with West Virginia, but Clemson doesn't look at those programs and go. ooh.
1: Yeah, and let's let's pause really quick. So so the implications of this, the immediate implications, is the is the fact that we feel very strongly that the Big Twelve is probably dead in the water, um, at least as the way we've known it. You know, for the old, for a while now, we've operated under this Power Five group of five type structure. Where the power five are kind of the people who run the table and it's always been though even though despite the fact that you know it's been this power five especially with the playoffs it's always felt like well, we're going to move to a mega conference situation soon where it's going to be four conferences um, in the that the make up the power structure and then you've got your others your Cincinnati's your Memphises, your UCF's those those people and. Um, It was a matter of time, I believe. And so here we are, finally happened. This is the first nail in the coffin of the Power Five moving towards the mega conference type situation. So your whole point being that you think, so recap for me who you think, because now we've got a bunch of teams who are probably going to start scrambling and they're contacting other conferences going, hey, let us in, let us in, so we don't get left out from this Power Four structure and so, you think that the rest of the Big Twelve, or where where would you foresee, or what are you hearing that they're going to go go towards conference wise?
0: So, let me jump back real quick on something you said, and this is going to happen all podcasts. No, you're good. I'm
1: trying to create a little bit of structure on the. We didn't I talk about you. this beforehand. Uh, so I'm trying get, to create a little bit of structure.
0: I will get to it. Um, the interesting thing is, like I said, as a fan, I love. I, I, I'm as a fan, I, I'm liking this. It's going to be fun. Uh, but I go back, and you know, I hate it because what are, what's going to happen with. You know Some of the the big-time rivalries, are they going to be able to figure out a way to keep those? So that scares me a little bit. Um, But I will say, for the people that are really, really, really against this and just up in arms about it, come on now. You you hit on it just a second ago. You said the first domino to fall. The first domino fell eight years ago when Texas A&M left and Missouri left and they came to the SEC and then the Big 12, kind of like what we may see here. Um, or hope that they—I they, think the Big 12 office hopes this will happen—is bring in some teams like a TCU, you know, that they catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe a Houston. The problem is, I just don't know if they have the money there. But anyway, um, it is interesting, though, to answer your second question. Hearing reports that TCU and Tech and maybe even Baylor are have already contacted the Pac 12. So. I think that kind of makes the most sense. I I know the Pac-12 would love to get their hands into Texas and the Texas market specifically when you look at TCU the the Dallas Fort Worth market that's a major market for them to pull in. Now it's not a huge huge school and <clears throat> but you know you have some very from from a from a logistical standpoint it, it kind of makes sense. Um, then you obviously have it seems almost. Uh, Almost a done deal that Kansas is jumping to the Big Ten.
1: That, that makes sense. That
0: fits. I will say, from a football standpoint, that's total BS. As a biased Georgia and fan, that Ohio State now has another cupcake. cupcake. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you want you hear people all the time talking about, well, they just need to put get Vandy uh, out of the SEC. You just added a team, a football team that's way worse than Vandy. So, Right. Um, but then you, you look at it, and they've got a number of different ways to go. They're going to, I'm sure, make a huge bid on Notre Dame. Don't think that makes much sense because Notre Dame's obligated and locked into their ACC contract through like 2030 or something right. like that, something right. or 2035, something ridiculous. Um, but, you know, they've got Iowa State on the men, Oklahoma State on the men. The interesting thing is, though, you know, if if you look at the power in the Big 12 – as of right now with Oklahoma and Texas gone, Oklahoma state runs that conference. And what are you hearing? Nothing about where Oklahoma state's going or who they've talked to. So that's a little odd. That makes me start to revert back to maybe the big 12 has uh, they're going to try and, and, and save face and try and pull in a couple. Uh, I saw UCF as a potential ad. I saw Cincinnati as a potential ad. I saw Houston, Memphis, um, so maybe they try and go that route. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who the next piece to leave the Big Twelve would be. Because I think if if another legit program leaves, I think it will be done.
1: Yeah, to your but I point. I think they are going to say if if Oklahoma State announces, you know, that they have made a, a, a you know formally asked to join the Big Ten, then yes, that's that's done. The Big Twelve done in that case because they can't. I mean, they're no better Big than 12. a group of. Sorry, what I said, the Big Ten? Yeah, Big it's easy. It's, it's well, going to happen many times, Big folks. 12, just bear with us. The Big 12 is dead because they're not going to be adding enough of the... Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, what is it really comprised of? It's not necessarily like... Um, you know, well, you know, we want to have enough people and we want to have good football. It's going to come down to dollars and cents. And dollars and cents, you just had your two big power players leave the conference. So it's going to come down to, you know, TV revenue, things of that nature. Oklahoma State's the final nail in the coffin there because you're just not going to get eyeballs from the Baylors and the Texas Techs and the TCUs and the Iowa States. The The two big, big teams, the flagpole teams in the Big 12, were Texas and Oklahoma, so uh, them taking you know that and all the revenue that they produce and all of that you know that situation is going to cost the Big Twelve too much to be able to repair that if also Oklahoma State leaves.
0: Yeah, because yeah, that's well, what, it, yeah, what it comes and, down to is revenue. And I, I honestly, yeah, hundred percent, everything you said was correct and what I believe too. I will say, I, I honestly think, <clears throat> despite all the points you you just threw out there, if just one other school leaves, it's done. I think they could maybe right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could, oh, okay. I
1: think it's Oklahoma State's your big your big <clears throat> one to your point. If Oklahoma State tomorrow there's news that Oklahoma State's joined the Big Ten, it's donezo, and, and any chance of them saving anything is done. But I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. Even if it was a Baylor TCU or going to the Pac-12 situation,
0: you know maybe you're more uh, right. Actually, now that I think about it, I think TCU they could they could, there they could still tread water if TCU Baylor Kansas leaves. I think if Iowa State Oklahoma State Texas Tech. Kansas State looks like they might get left out of the whole thing. Yeah. Long story short, they can't fill these conferences. Can't fill. They don't have enough spots for these Big Twelve schools. So the Big Twelve is going to exist next year. It's going to. It has Until to twenty
1: twenty five theoretically.
0: True. Exactly. So they're going to try and hope Cincinnati and Houston take that next step. I think Houston actually while the money's not there it makes a little bit of sense. They've had some good um you know good play over the last couple of years. They've got some good coaching. They're getting some better recruits. So that kind of makes a little bit of sense they stay they keep their spot in the in the in the state of Texas if say Baylor, TCU and Texas Tech were to leave. Um but yeah, it's weird. I am sitting here just kind of thinking it it, and it sucks like everything makes sense because of the money. It's all there. But man, it's it it, it is ruining a sport that Everyone, uh, you know that the rivalries and things like that make so much sense. Here's the funny thing, though. Okay, I will you say heard this. Me. You
1: saw my windup. I was. Getting I know. Ready I to wanted to get something. this out because I knew I'd forget. <laughs> it.
0: I will say this. Biased. Okay, biased. Never been to College Station. Heard good things about Columbia, Missouri. I can tell you, I'm fired up to go to Austin and Norman. Yeah, fired up.
1: Yeah, you took the words out of mouth. My... That's not what I was about to say, but I was going to ask you eventually. How excited are you for that first time that George goes to Austin?
0: You know, it's different. It's different. I've thought about it. It's different. It's not the same. It would not. I'll be fired up as a Georgia fan, and I will want them to whip Texas's ass. Sure. But it's different because there is that TCU against Texas, and that was all it came down to and whatnot. And, by the way, I saw a graphic today. I'll need to – maybe we can post it on our social – And it was Texas against the other Texas schools, including Texas A&M, and just, like, their records and whatnot. And by far and away, the best program over the last 10 years in Texas was TCU. By a wide margin. I mean, Texas has beaten TCU, like, two times in the last eight years. Once in the last eight years. It's crazy. So, you know, but it's a little different being a TCU fan. I still will have that hatred for them, but... You know, I also can be realistic with my expectations on if Texas gets hot and, you know, get some good players in there and they catch fire, then they could they could take over Georgia for sure.
1: So to the, your point about the rivalries thing and, and you know, the, the shame of college football landscape changing, I think that this betters it, uh, you know, you or you said ruined rather, it, you know, college football, as you know, is ruined. I think it's changing, and the landscape's going to change, and, and, and it's always going to happen. We're human. We're always going to try to improve things, um, and, and it would get stale otherwise. But I'll say this, though. You're keeping Red, Ri- Red, River, Red River, I can't say it, Red River Rivalry together, right, because they're moving over together. Theoretically, we'll get into this in a second. But if you put them in a pod together, they're still going to play every single year. I can't. I don't think you could break that up. That's that's a big, big deal to the college football landscape. That'd be like Alabama and Auburn always have to play. Um, you're going to renew the Texas Texas A and M rivalry. You do lose Bedlam, which is kind of a bummer, you know. But that being said,
0: which over the last ten years has been better than Red River. This
1: is true. It has. It's true. You theoretically you you lose Bedlam, except for the fact that. Georgia-Georgia Tech still play each other every year. Florida-Florida State still play each other every year. Clemson-South Carolina.
0: Got to admit, though, uh, I don't think Oklahoma State would be willing to play Oklahoma. They might not. Because but, you, but the
1: point is, there's still hope off.
0: there. They're pissed the, the legislature there in Oklahoma, the 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 politicians are losing their minds right. it's almost like war has been waged cuz
1: there was there was a clause or something that said like they have to go to if they one leaves the other one has to go with them or something so i don't
0: know about that i can't speak okay. i can't speak on I thought that i, I just i saw that on twitter i just know that it felt so because it was so it wasn't like a uh, oh yeah we reached out to the sec and wanted to kind of see what was going on it, they went behind the backs, right? And so they feel just totally Slided. disrespected, yeah, and slighted. So, yeah, it's a little bit. Um, that'll be. It'll certainly be weird. I hope they do keep it. I will say this, um, and I'm sure you're going to get here. So, uh, cut me off if uh, if if you have a little segment lined up later, and I'm jumping the gun. I was thinking about it today, and if you do have the pod scenario, I think you got to go Missouri.
1: Okay, hold on. So pause that. Okay. We do want to get the pause, I thought we were going to – But to okay, finish okay. my thought on the rivalry thing is, so you are going to get Texas, Texas A&M renewed. Um, you know, there are some – there is some bad blood there with the, you know, more of the southwestern – of the southeastern schools because, you know, we're really just the southern conference now, not really southeastern. But think about this too. How fun was the Rose Bowl against Oklahoma? We get to now play them on a semi-regular basis. That's going to be fun. I'm sure that someone – you know, they're always going to be chasing. You know, you get Sark – and uh Sabin in the same conference uh you get I, i'm sure that that Kiffin will try to stir up some crap with Lincoln Riley you know it's there's a lot of possibilities now from these two teams and, and hey if anything it speeds up the inevitability of Oklahoma being exposed cuz normally just we wait till the playoffs for them to get exposed now they're going to get exposed like week <laughs>
0: 5 i you know what though um <clears throat> and this is really from As a fan, again, if I'm looking at it from a... Well, no, I guess I'm looking at it from a Georgia perspective. I think maybe the thing I hate about it the most is the one easy sell for Georgia and Bama, which they won't have trouble, but for these SEC schools, when they're up against a recruiting battle against Oklahoma and Texas, hey, look, you're going to play one, maybe two, primetime games. You come here into the SEC... Where it just means more, you're gonna play in six or seven or eight, and so that scares me because it's like, godly. Like, loved having that superior. Like that they almost felt inferior in a way. Just and they sure. And even though that sounds crazy, I'll probably get some flack for that. There was always this uniqueness. I mean, hell, we think the same thing about Ohio State and and Clemson at times. You know what I mean? So, um, so that part sucks. I think Oklahoma is actually gonna come in and, be so not I- not maybe not this year. But you get ready. I think over the next ten, fifteen years, we're looking at a potential Alabama type dynasty.
1: I actually think I, I don't disagree with you. That could very much be the case because Saban's on the other side of his career. Obviously, I mean, he's only probably got about another five years left um, now, with even more stress and more of having to battle against and just the changing landscape. I I feel like that might even speed up when he's out. Uh, you know, maybe get one more and just hang it up. I don't disagree with you. They're the most primed to be. You know, this is obviously a short-term play for them. Is better. I think though, to that point, to that end of that recruiting battle, Texas is probably losing out on some recruits right now because of the fact that you know we're, we're it's it's like we've forgotten that they used to be really good. It's like we've forgotten that they you know won championships and stuff because they've been the butt of the college football landscape for a while. They're going to now have that initial oomph. Of SEC, and they've got Sark, and you know, uh, oh, Arch Manning toured there and loved it, and who knows if that's you know, hey, now I get to stay in the SEC, and I get to go to a school that I love. Taking my
0: th- my my theory, away the- from I took your on, theory. Now. I'm
1: taking your theory. Credit to you, but point is, I think long term, we look back at this and go, well, damn, Texas, Texas, that was them putting their foot in the ground and saying we're gonna freaking if if we can't beat them, we're gonna join them, and I think that they could potentially be um long term a problem for the SEC because you've got they they're just such a prominent brand they've got the long history they've got the dollars from the boosters um Austin is a fun town Austin is like Nashville with a better football team and so now you get a fun town a good brand and you're in the SEC and you got the money um they're going to be this is this is going to be just a, another notch in the belt to say why the hell are you not coming to Texas
0: so I think you might be surprised at some of these things that I now throw out at you and I truly believe this because yeah you're you're right if they catch if they you know I think if they've got about three or four maybe max five years if they don't have a legit showing and I'm not talking just like maybe a new year's six bowl. I'm talking where they actually contend and are in the playoff hunt I think you could see them be bottom dwellers of the SEC. And here's why. Okay. Here's why. Okay. Texas is all about the money. It always has been. It always will be. But where does that money come from? The donors. Who runs that school? The donors. The donors are making this move because that Longhorn Network sucked. It struggled. They were losing money hand over fist. Or SEC, uh, ESPN was. And then now they're going to make more money going to the to the SEC. Okay. that's That's point one. But off of that is, they're moving into a conference now where they're not even top three or four in as far as power and money in the SEC landscape. Yeah, the donors might have more money than donors from every other school. That doesn't mean that that, mar, that, that university, that program makes, is more profitable than other programs. They now don't have that elite seat at the table like you'd maybe think. Oklahoma won't either right off the bat. But sure. still, they might be included in some preliminary talks, but... If they struggle, especially now, if they if say they were to get embarrassed a couple times by OU and Texas A&M, if you're in the pod scenario, you also look at it going, man, love Texas, love the brand, grew up a huge fan, but can I, can I go there knowing I've got to play A&M and Oklahoma and every year and, and they're just so much better and, and we just get whooped on and whatnot? Whereas when they were in the Big 12, yes, you may lose to Oklahoma. So be it. You should win most of the other games. You don't. You're not playing much competition, so I think it's a sketchy, a weird situation for Texas. I expect them to do the the opposite. I do think while they may flounder the first year or two, I do think that they'll get back on pace. Um, that being said, I'm. It'll be very interesting because if they have a few crummy years with their first two, I think they need to use these next four years to really, really solidify. I mean, obviously that's what they're trying to do, but. They need to figure out how to get bigger, better, faster, stronger on the line, or else they will never win in the SEC. It's just that's where yeah. they play teams like Baylor and TCU and get beaten up on the line. Yeah. So it's, it's also, interesting.
1: It's interesting to that point too. So you're talking about units getting better. Uh interesting that as of late we've been having the conversation about how Oklahoma's defense is better. It's always been that's their downfall, that's their downfall. And it's almost like, you know, they kinda started to tighten it up a little bit, getting ready to play uh, some of these SEC more defense-first type schools, you know, hey, you get exposed in the playoffs enough, you're going to start tweaking a little bit. Now, obviously, on the other flip, uh, you know, you've got all the SEC who's going, hey, we need to be more offensive, 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 but they still play some pretty good defense comparatively to the rest of the country. So, For sure. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's going to be really interesting. Let's talk about the pod. You've danced around it a little bit. So the big question now is if you're an SEC fan, you go, and not even that, it, just in general, but that was where my first thought went is, well, damn! You can't. Are you going to break the? Are you going to break Texas and Oklahoma up and put one in the east, one in the west, a la when Texas AM and M and Mizzou came in? Uh, do you realign some things now to make it more geographical? Do you blow it up entirely and now don't do an east west, but you like a north south? Uh, or there's been this idea of pods. Um, so instead of doing you know two divisions, you do four pods of four teams um, to make the sixteen team conference. Um, I like the pot idea a lot. Uh, You know, it'd be up for debate for who gets what, obviously. Selfishly, I like that more because I don't like the idea of what the most logical thing would be. would be to float uh, Alabama and Auburn over to the east and put Texas and Oklahoma in the west. Um, I don't like that idea because I don't want to play Alabama every year. But, you know, hey. Um, it could happen.
0: Well, what if you did that? Well, yeah, exactly. No, I'm with you. That's and that's probably the most logical thing that makes sense. But if you're looking at it from a geographic standpoint, Missouri makes more sense in the west. So right. maybe You'd... you throw like uh, an old miss over in the east. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Sure. But yeah, no, it's 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 unique. I mean, if you move Bama over to the to the west and you do the eight teams, the two conferences, two divisions of eight, te- eight teams. I mean, you're you're going to lose out on, on Bama LSU every year. That, right. That, that, that's There's tough. no easy answer. That's, yeah, exactly. There's no easy answer. That's
1: why I like the pods. So talk a little I bit agree. about the pods. What are you hearing with that and what makes sense in your mind with the pods? I don't think
0: they have any idea what they're doing, to be honest with you. Sure. I, I, well, they've I, got a little bit of time. Um, they've got
1: to 2025.
0: I think they would probably like to keep it with eight teams in two divisions to make it just a little bit more simple. But I think uh, they're if they want to be unique and different, and, and, and I think the way that this is going – because, listen, and people are going to get mad at this statement, but the fact of the matter is there might be an extra game or two added on the season. You want to gripe about that? Fine. You know who cares? Nobody. Because as soon as the NIL law legislature came into effect, these players, and I hate to say this, are no longer student-athletes. If you're able to make money... Like they like some of these top players are, and I know it's only the top players. I get it. Is it fair? No, but now that they are allowed to start, get, you know, players are starting to earn money. You're not looked at as as amateurs, right? You're, you're just not, not money makers. So that in the eyes of the SEC and other conferences, nobody gives a damn. They just sure. don't. They just don't. So I think you're looking at four pods. That way, each uh, a team comes out of each pod. There will be a two semifinal games and an SEC championship game, and then they'll go into the 12 team. So, I think, logically, what makes the most sense is, and I was thinking about... So, hold
1: on one second. Break that down one more time. We kind of flew by that. So, you're talking, though, we four pods.
0: Four pods. Of
1: uh, four teams each.
0: Of four teams each. And
1: then you have an extra game, and that is the best best team from each pod playing off against each other. So, you'd, you know, you'd see them one to four, and you know, one plays four, two plays three, and then those two, the winners, play each other for the SEC Championship. So, yeah.
0: So, here's the unique thing, though. I don't think they can do it with only four teams where you play... They'd have to add like a like an NBA, NFL schedule where they'd have to have sixteen games. So I don't think you can play uh, each team in your pod twice. I just don't think that makes much sense. Mm, yeah, um, but it's also unique and kind of dilutes the situation if you do the whole three teams. You know, play three three games in your pod and then you go two two two. I think I love that. I think it makes a lot of sense. Well, hold um, on,
1: back it up though, or pause rather, I should say, because while I agree with you, there are some some rivalries, though, that they'll probably want to preserve.
0: For sure. So they'll want
1: to pr- uh, preserve Georgia and Auburn, um, LSU and Bama, uh, you know. See, Honestly, I actually
0: don't think that would be the case. It's if they a pre- do pods.
1: Tennessee and Bama are a pretty big deal. That's what I'm saying. Deal. If
0: they do pods.
1: Florida and LSU are a pretty so big can, deal. So, so
0: here's, here's and yeah, if, if I mess up, you know, Yeah, let's look at it graphically. Me, but here's kind of so my start thought start farthest process. east. All right, so it's got to be South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, and then that that fourth one's up in the air. Personally, I think they're going to put Kentucky in. Okay, I think they'll lump Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, and Vandy together. Okay, keep the two Alabama schools that are joined at the hip and, and the two Tennessee's, two Tennessee fans. Okay, right, right. Then I think it gets a little unique on the other side. Um, we'll start all the way west. I think you got to have OU, A and M, and Texas together.
1: Yeah.
0: I was thinking Missouri, Arkansas. Or, I'm sorry, I was thinking Arkansas. I don't know if I like that, and here's why. Yes, it renews that rivalry with the Southwest Conference type of ordeal, but I don't think you can put those all four. That's a that's there. So, no, actually, you know what? It makes there. more
1: sense, though, Pierce, to go Mizzou because they wouldn't be up here with all of the LSUs and the uh, and Ole so Yes. And so it would make sense, to your point, Texas, Oklahoma, A&M, and Mizzou. Because,
0: remember, if you think about it, uh, LSU, when they play Arkansas, it's the battle of the boot. That's you right. Play you, They play you know. So so you got that rivalry so right. there. I think so then you're gets, going the
1: Mississippi's.
0: Yep. The, the Ar- LSU and Arkansas.
1: Okay.
0: Now LSU's got to be looking at it going. Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: LSU's getting off scot free. Yeah, well, and Ole Miss is
0: too. Lane Kiffin's going screaming high. Toddie in yes, the high yeah, heavens right that's, now.
1: That becomes your easiest pod for so sure. So I don't know if you can do that. Which seems weird to say, but it's true because because wouldn't have all wouldn't have multiple of those teams been relevant at one time.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's not like the same thing where Florida and Georgia like are always kinda of battling back and forth. Uh Alabama, Auburn, 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 Auburn good, same thing. Yeah. Texas, Oklahoma, same thing. When you look at LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Arkansas, yeah, you're I did you read it's something, gonna be LSU that's gonna be LSU's pod potentially every year if they want it.
0: I did read something where maybe you go maybe you go L S U Alabama um Mississippi State and Mississippi, and go Auburn with Vandy, Arkansas, and Missouri. Yeah. it's hard because one of those, one of the pods, is going to be very easy. Yeah, well, it's all just, things considered,
1: right? Yeah, and 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 that's all subjective too because right now Tennessee's easy, but who's to say in a couple years Josh Heupel doesn't shock the world and they're not easy? <laughs> we all know that Auburn goes three years bad, one year really good. Um, you know, Ole Miss has had some flashes of brilliance. And, you know, if you talk to a Mississippi State fan, they're delusional enough to think that Mike Leach is going to take him to the promised land. Yeah. Uh, A&M's building a little bit of a, of a trouble situation there. That would pro- that would be the hard- hardest pod. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, and Mizzou. Well, like, I've,
0: you know, I've heard this, too. I've heard another thing that years. could make sense is you do Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, and Arkansas. Okay. See, and, and that's the thing. OU, is I think we're thinking Missouri, looking across the Ole country. Ole Miss. Yeah, I think I think
1: we're looking east west. You probably should look north south a little bit more too. Yeah,
0: because if you're gonna put in, you're one, you're trying to preserve the rivalries. I get it, but if you're looking at it, the last thing that SC wants to do, and this is why, I, there, I don't think there's any way that in 2025 when Texas and OU join the flagship conference, love well, I did that. Got Got to throw sh- got to throw shade at him because they're joining the, the best of the best. Anyway, I digress. Uh when you look at it, I think there's no way they can start out with the pods. I think this is a two or three year thing after 2025, because could you imagine if they do the pods and and or they announce the pods and then when it finally goes into effect, you've got van, a bad Vandy, a bad Kentucky, a bad Tennessee, and a bad you know uh, Missouri or something like that, and then one of those teams has to go play a a ten and one Georgia, an eleven and zero at Bama, like. So, so I think it'll be some, a feeling out pro, uh, process. They'll never do this. Um, I would love to see relegation, um, yeah, or they'll some never sort. Do that. I would think this would be cool, not relegation, but almost something where you're reseeding the pods. Like there are little ways where you can reseed between top four teams are in the number one in, in one pod. You get the next two teams that finish ranking wise the year before and the next. That way you even it out a little bit. Um, but again, I'm just spitting here. I don't think that's actually gonna happen yeah it, you've got a lot of unique scenarios that's the that's the fun of this i will say I will say here's here's the unique thing that you also gotta think about with the pods and who you put in each okay, so you put in Georgia South Carolina, Florida, and Kentucky. you keep the Georgia Florida game there people are gonna want the Georgia Auburn game as well to be in there. Do you give each team one constant? Out of their own pod.
1: Yeah, you have so, to. Yes, you have to.
0: Okay, so then that one pod, the only the only crummy thing about it is that one pod that you do have that temporary that, or that constant game that you're playing every year, instead of rotating if you do three games in your pod, then two in the other three, so you have a nine-game conference schedule, you're only getting to see those teams in that pod outside of, for Georgia-Auburn, you know, once every three years. Do you know what
1: I prefer? Just blow up the divisions. Let's not do divisions. Let's have everybody has two constants. Not a bad idea. So Georgia plays Florida and Auburn every single year, or something like that. You know, obviously that would suck because those are two really good teams, but those are our biggest rivals. And too. that's probably what they'll do. And then you just rotate through everybody.
0: And that's probably what they'll do, because you can't have a scenario where a crummy team makes it out of a crummy pod and right. gets destroyed. That's what they're going against. That's but it,
1: And it's, there's never going to be fair equity because then if you're the people who get to play Vandy every single year, you go, yeah, and, and everybody else, I'm sorry, I'm going to bleep that later. Uh, well, the good I, thing is I think
0: it's Ole Miss, which you, know, you look at Ole Miss and it's not like a Bama or an LSU getting Vandy. Uh, getting
1: right. Yes, but that's my point. Is that the people who get Vandy? That's that's the cupcake game every single year. And then you're, if they're Georgia's and the Alabamas, you're going. Well, what the heck? Yeah. We got to play Auburn. And we got to play LSU. And we got to play Florida. We got to play all, you know whoever. Um, so so there's no there's never going to be a good answer to that. I will tell you another wrinkle potentially here, is that is the SEC done? Is are they done? Or, or could we see them try to go pick up another couple teams? Uh, you know certainly if you're Greg Sankey, you you might go if you're. If you're an SEC fan or even outside the SEC, you might go, well, why would you do that? Don't do that. Don't do that. Because, you know, we're just now getting used to the Texas-Oklahoma thing. But if you're Greg Sankey, you're looking at dollar signs. And so maybe you look to go pick up some more high, high-name teams and you say, hey, let's just build our own mega conference and just run rampant, um, you know, what's what's stopping you from and, – and you and I both agree that to, the better fits than Texas and Oklahoma would have been FSU and Clemson. And I've been saying that since 2012, when it was announced that it was going to be Mizzou and a and I thought to myself, "Well, dang!" Selfishly, because I was going to FSU, I was like, "Well, dang! I wish that it was Florida State. Way better fit. You get a you get a, a natural rivalry there with Florida with Florida, Florida State. Same thing with Clemson and South Carolina. And oh, it's also in the SEC. Or still in the Southeast, so SEC makes sense. Um, and it's just as far as culture and stuff like that. Like just those teams just fit so well, like a glove. So you gotta be joking yourself if you don't think." that Greg Sankey's not at least, you know, kind of semi sort of floating that idea out there that hey, maybe we go get an FSU and a Clemson or an so FSU and a Miami. So it's interesting.
0: I, again, I was talking with a colleague today who went to Clemson. Um, it's funny. I, and I know you're you're you know, slightly biased for FSU. Um I think the easier team to to convince to come over would be FSU. Without a doubt. I don't think they're the most logical. I think it would be Clemson in a heartbeat Um, because, again— Yeah, but you're not
1: going to add one. You'd have to Florida State's
0: tied to the hip with Miami, and I don't know if that would go over well. And I will say this. If you look at maybe the closest school from a student body and alumnus and whatnot to Georgia, you could argue it's Auburn. I think it's Clemson. So Clemson really, really fits there, and Florida State does too. Florida State, I'm not sure if they want to get into the SEC. They already have a hard enough time recruiting against those schools down there. They're in a tough area, and when you're down in that area between Auburn, Alabama, and LSU, all fighting for that the, the, that territory, that's a tough thing. I don't know if they'd want to jump in, even though it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, no, here's, here's my big thing. Give it 15, maybe even 10 years, I think we do have zero conferences, and it's one big, you know, crapshoot. But I, I don't see a Clemson, specifically Clemson and Ohio State, unless they are in trouble and they really need money. I don't see them ever jumping over to the SEC because why? What what is? Yeah. What's the point for them?
1: So that's kind of why I said, or do you go get an FSU Miami? Now, granted, I agree with you. I'd rather have Clemson in the SEC, and we're saying all this. This is just hypothetical. We have no idea if this has been you know talked about at all. But I think you you potentially could be looking at more of an FSU Miami situation because of the fact, to your point, they're tied together. You get all three of the big schools in Florida in the SEC. Uh, you know Clemson might not want to come over because they're running they're running the show in the ACC. They've got money right now, everything of that nature. Except for if you look down the line and go, okay, Saban's gone in five years. Who's to say Dabo doesn't jump ship? I don't think that's going to happen. But you could be thinking worst case scenario on that situation. Um, but. You know why why FSU would go to the SEC? Because I'll tell you right now, they'd go to the SEC. They'd have gone to the SEC in 2012 as well. Because if you read that expose about Jimbo Fisher and, and all the issues he had at FSU, the issue is they don't really have a ton of money at FSU. And they've got Florida as as rival 1A, who is backed by the SEC. They got SEC dollars. And then you got Miami, who is rival 1B. Um, and it really depends – to, to be fair, those those are two very they're, – they're obviously the two biggest rivals, and it really depends where geographically you're from in Florida as to which one you think is the bigger rival, um, kind of like with people from Georgia, whether it's Georgia Tech or, or uh, Auburn. But um, Miami's got more money, in the South Floridas and stuff like that uh, down there, um, and it's more of a recruiting hotbed. So FSU's always had more of an uphill battle because of the fact that they're not in the SEC. Um, so I think they would jump ship – in a heartbeat for the SEC if they came calling because of the fact that you get more money with the TV rights and everything of that nature, and now you kind of can even out that recruiting battle with the Florida, the Floridas of the world. Not the Floridas of the world, literally Florida, because yeah. you don't have this anymore. of, to your point, you're playing the a- ACC, you get to play maybe one primetime, two primetime games a year versus in the SEC if well they got to get in while they are getting good so you you best believe that they're calling the SEC and Greg Sankey going, "Hey, don't forget about us. Let us in. Let us in." Well, oh, That's in. a
0: really good point. Money's always the uh the motivation.
1: And you know what? They're 30 minutes from the Georgia line.
0: Yeah, no, I know. They're it makes sense. South it, it's total from a from a from a local standpoint, it makes a geographical standpoint it makes so much sense. I I it is interesting. I, you know i i know every program got hit hard but i think honestly when you look at it the first dom- the, the real reason oklahoma and texas and texas decided to look into the AC- sec was all the covid and the loss that they had from that and, mm-hmm. from a revenue standpoint and i know everyone did but i think that was really the deciding thing of oh god we need to figure something out here to to make up what we've you know lost out on this year yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I certainly don't think we the SEC adds anyone here soon. Um,
1: no, they'll chill for a bit. But I sure. I think that – I don't think it's another couple well, of years the, you before you see, do? you see some more additions. They're
0: going to wait to see what pans out with the Big 12, who scoops up who, if they scoop up anybody. I, I can see if Notre Dame and West Virginia get pulled into a, a, ACC. I don't think a single team leaves the ACC. Maybe not. I don't. Big Ten does make – they have got they've, they they make actually good money up there, I believe. Maybe you've read other things. I need to look, be more factual when it comes to how much I'm, every team is making. And I'm almost like that. positive you're correct. I think the Big Ten is, is –
1: Because it comes down to TV deals. Semi-equal. So yeah. I don't
0: see Ohio State coming in. And I don't see ever the Pac-12 being pulled into one of those other schools having to fly all that way. So I think you're going to be stuck at four unless the ACC doesn't pull in Notre Dame. If they don't pull in Notre Dame, I think you could see – you could see – Clemson and, and and Florida State try and pull and, and go in. Problem is, it leaves a lot of good teams out, um, and that's what I just don't understand. What, where you go from here? Um, really, this doesn't make much sense to me <laughs> right now either. But I mean, money is king, so we'll uh, we'll see how everything pans out from that standpoint. But it, it it'll be exciting. I mean, again, it's 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 I. You know why I love it the most? I love seeing. The A and M fans and the Texas fans all pissed oh, off at each man. other, and yeah, it gets obnoxious because those two fan bases are so obnoxiously weird and just the rivalry's weird. Their rivalry is weird. It's it's really annoying, and the things they argue about are so petty and just total BS. Like, so it's but it's it's fun seeing everybody riled up on that front because you know. That was the thing that a And M why they left was they were tired of getting pushed around and verbally abused by Texas and Texas now joins. so that's fun, um, but yeah it'll be exciting I'm I'm uh man
1: do you know hey. what I'm excited for what's that all right close your eyes for a second go on a journey with me a little mental journey if you will I'm gonna set the scene it's a little crisp in the air you've just had Texas
0: October or November Mm.
1: let's go Octo- let's go late October late October. Uh, well no 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 not Halloween let's go the first weekend in November then So it's a, just a after cool, Halloween. we've cool just crisp we've light. just come off of the the uh, outdoor cocktail party the world's largest cocktail party where it's a little crisp in the air you've just had Texas barbecue you've wandered around downtown Austin heard a little bit of live music it's funky keep Austin weird alive and well you wander across their their quad onto their stadium which is right by the interstate which is weird Do they have a quad? It's a weird quad. Yes, I've been there. It's, okay. I've been there. I toured there. It was, it was, it's an interesting okay. place. I loved it, but it was, you know, it was not for me. Um, you're, you go in the stadium, and there's there's a fair amount of red, because we know how Georgia travels. I've heard that stadium's pretty quiet, but the, so you can hear the Georgia chants. And then, first Georgia touchdown, and everyone in the crowd goes horns down.
0: Ooh. Love it. Ooh. I love it.
1: I can picture it now.
0: I love it. I will say um I don't know. It's it's funny. If you said Norman. I would have gotten chills. Eh. Something about Texas. I, I just want to do Horns I, down. I, 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 and and again, they're they're one of the flagship programs in the country. I mean, they're going to they have all the the opportunities to be an unbelievable success. Um the Texas barbecue got me pretty hungry. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you're right. I, and I don't know. It, it, it sounds pretty nice. It sounds nice. Um, the Horns Down thing would be incredible. Hey, question.
1: Um, you know it's going to happen this year. Which team first, first SEC? First SEC. But which one's the first SEC team? It's probably going to happen. Oh, honestly, SEC? Yeah, don't you This th- next year? There will be an SEC. Mark my words, there will be an SEC team this year who there's going to be a running back who runs it in and Horns Down is the
0: first thing A&M, For sure, week one.
1: I see. I, I I feel like it could be like an Ole Miss or something.
0: Every single yeah, those clowns. Every single Big Twelve school will be doing it yeah. this year, well, regardless of it. it, isn't it a... Nope, they will get fined. Okay. They do not care. Okay. Why would they care? They they're, you they're best believe SEC out on. Fine. They're getting screwed. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would assume a And I wouldn't be surprised if like an LSU did it either. Yeah, I I really Um, just think
1: it's going to be. I think Kiffin's going to be like 100 bucks to you if you I've got
0: a better uh, question for you. Um, You look at it, and it's petty. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's fun. You go to these bowl games, and I think maybe the fan base that hates hearing the SEC chant more than any other program is Texas. When is the first time that the Texas and Oklahoma fan bases chant SEC? Immediate. You do? I oh, don't know. Their, I first, actually think-
1: their first big win this year, Pierce, you'll hear SEC chants. And I think it'll be Oklahoma. It won't be Texas. I think I think Oklahoma will, will – uh, and you know what? It might be against each other. That would be kind of weird, but I could see it against each other because they're freaking weirdos. Oklahoma, I think, is pretty excited about this because of the fact that um, this legitimizes their whole argument that they're a playoff caliber team and now they get to actually play see- people.
0: I don't agree with that. I know why you say that. I just think this now puts them in the the place in a place where they can they have another leg to stand on from a recruiting, yeah. from all that, where they will start to get the dudes. They've been getting the dudes. They just missing out on a few pieces. They're not gonna struggle with that anymore. No. Also um, I think
1: this pushes Lincoln Riley potentially to the NFL sooner.
0: Well that would be big. Um, I did read something today that um, Bob Stoops was over the moon. With this move for Oklahoma, he thinks this was the the last step to propel them to a national championship, which I I tend to agree with. I, I it's interesting. I think Texas will be boastful about it, but once they get humbled a couple times, it'll be it'll be sad quick. I will say last thing I'll say about this. And as a fan, if you put yourself into the opposing fan bases positions, Texas and Oklahoma, they're more thrilled than anybody. As fans, and here's why: even if they're gonna have, if they have some rough years, and the competition is gonna be crazier, and they're not gonna run things, and here's why: you look at Texas and Oklahoma fans who purchase season tickets there. Okay, what's their biggest game of the year?
1: Sorry, I was not paying. Attention. <laughs> no, you were, I thought this was a rhetorical question. I was not paying attention. It's to It's pretty you. easy one. Wait, but, sorry, ask the question again.
0: So, if you're a fan base of Texas and Oklahoma, okay. You're over the moon with this move, and here's why. Yes, you might take your lumps, you might really struggle for a decade or two, but here's why it's fun. The people that are season ticket holders at those two schools, what's the one game that they, uh, that's the most anticipated game on their schedule each year? Each other? Exactly neutral site oh think about how many lazy saturdays that the longhorns faithful have where they're playing kansas and they're playing yeah. baylor and they're playing tcu and hence why they don't really pack that stadium yeah, like they used it's to really quiet so it's fun that those programs those proud programs now have a reason to go to absolutely go bonkers and berserk um so that that that's fun i just wanted to add that um but it'll be exciting. I'm 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 ready. Um, I just want to kind of see. Obviously, it's tough because it's actually been great for me. I'm so nervous about the Georgia season. Um, that it was nice to kind of have a change of pace, and uh, we'll get into these conference play this these conference uh, previews here soon. I'm excited to get into that. I got some good information. I'm done all my research. I'm ready to go, and um, hopefully give y'all some conference winners and obviously figure out a couple games or a couple scenario type games what we'll do as well yeah. with those previews
1: well those are coming we just need to get on the mic and uh talk about this uh big development obviously couldn't leave you guys hanging there so hopefully we've added a little bit of insight if not uh you know a lot know everybody else has talked about this till they're blue in the face but so Uh, we might just be adding to the noise but I wanted to give our takes on it Uh, we'll be back here in just a few with the uh, conference previews the season previews and then it's back to usual programming make sure you're subscribed to us or actually the new term Pierce actually technically is follow make sure you are following us wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe to us on Instagram at bragging pod that's bragging without the G Um, mimosas with Madison we'll be back this year so getting ready getting geared up for what that's going to look like as well so we want you to be clued in and uh, be able to get all of our content we are super excited to have you guys along for the ride in what should be a very fun 2021 season so that's going to do it for us today here at bragging rights but until next time i'm madison
0: and i'm pierce stay blessed y'all